1: Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Rathan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter. At Ryland underscore Styles is that R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S and on today's show we're gonna dive into the wild weekend that was around Thunder basketball which included trading Stephen Adams to the Pelicans Gallinari signing with the Hawks who I mentioned last week as the most dangerous team in the Gallinari sweepstakes also the Thunder. Flipping everyone. They just start trading guys left and right. Only one man remains from the Chris Paul trade on this team today. The Chris Paul trade is only a week old. So there is a lot to get to today. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at L.O. ThunderPod. Email the show, L.O. ThunderPod at gmail.com. Call into the show four zero five. 362 7128 a voicemail episode will be up on Friday. Already got some great voicemails, but be sure to call in yourself, 405-362-7128, if you want to be a part of the voicemail episode. So again, we're going to dive into Stephen Adams' first up. And this weekend, Sam Presti was a madman. I mean, he was just insane. Sam Presti did the unthinkable. In the wee hours of the morning, Sam Presti broke the internet Literally broke the internet. Sam Presti literally had Woj and Mark Stein messing up details of the trade. Messing up details of NBA trades. Those two guys are on top of everything. And Shams didn't even try. Shams didn't even try to report this trade. Woj and Mark messed it up multiple, multiple times. But Sam Presti, we're going to start with the Stephen Adams trade. Sam Presti was able to get a lottery-protected first-round pick from Denver. Two second-round picks, George Hill, Josh Gray, Kendrick Williams, and Zalen Cheatham, while only giving up Stephen Adams to the New Orleans Pelicans. This is amazing value, considering what I thought Adams' value would have been this time a week ago. And this does signal a full rebuild, but a very fun one, but a full rebuild. So if you had any other hopes of the Thunder not tanking, this was it. But you have to make this move. As I told you on Thursday, I would be incredibly shocked if Oklahoma City entered the year with both Adams and Al on the roster. They will not. They will send Steven Adams to the New Orleans Pelicans. And George Hill, I think, is very flippable. I think that you can move George Hill easily. I think you can move George Hill before the season. Because with George Hill, to me, his value will not change. George Hill as a player is what he is at this point. Everyone knows him, everyone knows what he can bring, and nothing will change. So I think that George Hale might be gone as you look into the roster crunch. Of the other names, Josh Gray, Kendrick Williams, and Zaylen Cheatham, I think that the only one worth mentioning is Kendrick Williams. I really like Kendrick Williams. I'm not sure how he will perform with the Thunder or if he'll even get to the season with the Thunder because... We'll talk about their roster in a minute and where it all stands right now. But they need to make a lot of moves, and they need to cut down their roster a lot. And these three guys are on contracts that have two non-guaranteed years, and then this first year has little to no money to where you can easily cut all three of them. So I would personally want to see Kendrick Williams stick around, but we'll see what the Thunder do. But they did trade Steven Adams, a fan favorite. And to me, this signals also not only a rebuild, but this signals an end of the basketball era. An end of the basketball era. Because I think that we will never see a Nick Collison again. I think we will never see a player that spends his entire career with not only this organization, but with any organization around basketball. I think there's always going to be one more stop, two more stops in someone's career. We thought we had it again with Russell Westbrook, the same way we had it with Nick Collison. We thought maybe Steven Adams can be the Nick Collison 2.0. Talked about that all last week and the week prior. And this trade to me says there's not really a pathway for that to ever happen again. You do this trade 10 times out of 10. This is a great trade considering how low I feel that Adams' value is, especially pairing him next to Zion. I think that this is a trade that the Pelicans might look back on and regret. So you do this trade every single time. But to me, It does signal the end of the possible player that stays with the one organization for the entire time. I just don't see a pathway to that now. So Steven Adams is gone. And obviously, obviously, we're going to talk about favorite Steven Adams moments. You have to. You have to talk about your favorite moments around Oklahoma City with Adams. It's like in your contract. If you're a Thunder podcaster, you've probably heard a lot of them already. My top three moments about Steven Adams, and I want you to chime in on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles, at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S, and tell me what your favorite moments with Steven Adams is. But my top three, number one, the hard screen on Patrick Beverly for obvious reasons. But that video of him just obliterating Patrick Beverly will never not be funny to me. That is an amazing video. Number two happened this year. The full court pass to Dennis will never be forgotten for me because this season to me was very special. It was a fun season. There was no expectation. There was no pressure. There was no worrying. I mean, no one worried about the standings in this year. Nobody cared. It was just fun basketball to watch this year. And to me, the full court press to Dennis just embodied what this season was. And it kind of embodied what Steven Adams was, somebody who would do everything, somebody who would do exactly what it took to win, no matter if that was making a full-court pass, getting a hard rebound, rolling to the rim, signaling a hard screen, whatever it was, diving for a loose ball, whatever it took to win, he would do, much like Nick Collison. So that full-court pass to Dennis really, really will stay with me, I think, for a very long time. And then the storytelling. You have to miss the interviews this guy has told the media before and will tell in New Orleans. You have to miss the stories about Stephen Adams. You have to miss the funny commercials. You have to miss all that of the the off-the-court type stuff from Adams. But specifically, if I had to pick one favorite story, it's the, the story he told about Kendrick Perkins in practice. And you should go read his book to find out all the details. But the impact that Kendrick Perkins had on him maturing as a player is pretty funny. And so you should go check that out in his book. It's a really good book, by the way. But those are my top three Stephen Adams moments. What are yours on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles? And so this roster is a tanking one, but an interesting one. And so we're going to get to that coming up on this show. But I do want to dive into Delino Gallinari as he signs with the Hawks for three years, $64 million. I mentioned all last week. I mentioned that the Hawks were the dangerous team. The Hawks were the team you have to look out for. The Hawks were the team that can throw a wrinkle into all of this. Obviously, although he said he wanted to go to a contender, that's not what he ended up doing. But I cannot fault anyone who wants to go get paid $64 million. But the Hawks were the team with cap space. The Hawks were the team that did not need a sign-in trade to Laurel Ray Gallinari the same way the Heat did, the same way the Mavericks did. So the Hawks were so dangerous in eliminating your Gallinari return, which is the danger of taking him into the offseason, which is the danger of not trading him, which is why the Thunder agreed to a trade to send him to Miami at the trade deadline. But Miami and him could not agree to a contract extension. I know this is not a contender, but again, I cannot blame anyone for getting that money. And the Hawks bring in Rondo. They bring in Chris Dunn. They now have an offer sheet out for Bogdan. They're looking pretty good in the East. 7th, 8th seed good in the East, which will be a big jump for them. And if the Kings do not match that offer sheet for Bogdan, and he just straight up signs with the Hawks, I'm not a capologist. I'm not a cap expert. I don't know this for sure. But... It seemed to me that at that point you'd have to do a sign-and-trade for Gallinari. So then you're back in the game of getting a sign-and-trade for Gallinari. So we should monitor that closely before it's officially announced. I still think it's a long shot, but it's not totally dead. The body's not cold yet on a Gallinari sign-and-trade, albeit a long shot. But I told you last week, this is the dangerous team. This is the dangerous team that was going to limit or give no return to Oklahoma City. It's looking right now like they will give no return to Oklahoma City. But we're just getting started. We are just getting started on Locked on Thunder. There are still two trades to talk about. Breaking down the Thunder roster. Breaking down how they're going to get to the playable 17-player roster. Projecting the starters and so much more on Locked on Thunder. But I do want to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com use promo code LOCKEDON get 20% off your next order that is promo code LOCKEDON get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com Built Bars are fantastic, they have 6 brand new flavors, caramel brownie cooks and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, they are great for the health conscious person, losing or maintaining weight, while indulging in a delicious treat you're going to want to get your hands on Built Bars today, my favorite part about Built Bars is that they're Low-calorie, low-sugar, high-fiber, high-protein, great for the keto diet. They're, they're great. You can use them pre-workout. You can use them post-workout. You can even use them as a snack or a meal replacement for the health-conscious person looking to lose or maintain weight. They're just that filling, And their flavors are true flavors. There's a lot of times that you pick something up that says it's cookies cookies and cream, but does not taste cookies and cream. That's not the case with Built Bar. Built Bar is true to life, what they advertise for their flavors. So go check them out today at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On 20% off that next order. So even returning customers can use that promo code LOCKEDON. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder that you should subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast from because tomorrow... You will not want to miss our Locked on Thunder episode. I am joined by NBA draft expert Richard Stamen of At Mavs Draft to break down the 2021 draft class. Yes, the most important draft class in Thunder history will be broken down tomorrow. Is Cade Cunningham the top pick in next year's class? What games should you be watching this college season? And you will not want to miss. I promise you, you will not want to miss what he has to say about Poku. What he says about Poku gets me excited. And if you've listened to the show before, you know it's taken a long time for me to come around in this swing and miss prospect, this, this boom or bust prospect in Poku. But what I heard yesterday from the draft expert himself has me very, very excited. So that episode will come out on tomorrow's show on Tuesday. So be sure to listen to Tuesday's episode of Locked On Thunder. I am Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. And so now in the second segment, we're going to continue talking about Sam Presty trades because there are so many to dive into. And this is another trade that gave reporters trouble because at one point, it sounded like R.J. Hampton was going to Oklahoma City and even R.J. Hampton thought he was going to Oklahoma City. That's how bad Woj botched all of this this past weekend. But this trade was the Dallas-Detroit-Oklahoma City trade that at one po- at one time, we thought Dallas was going to get Ariza and James Johnson. It was unclear what was going to happen. But here's the trade. Oklahoma City gets Trevor Ariza from Detroit. They get Justin Jackson from Dallas. They get unknown draft compensation as the time I'm recording this podcast. We do not know what the draft compensation is, but they get draft compensation from someone in some sort of round in some sort of draft. We don't know. Uh, and then Dallas gets James Johnson. Detroit gets DeLon Wright. So Detroit moves on from Areza. Dallas moves on from, from Wright and Justin Jackson. Uh, and Oklahoma City moves on from James Johnson. This trade is significant in the sense of now you have a bit of a roster crunch on your hands when you only ship out James Johnson and again, take back two players. But I don't think that it'll really matter. James Johnson, nice enforcer for Dallas, will play a nice role for Dallas. Check out Locked On Mavs. They're pretty excited about, about James Johnson, but he was not going to do anything in Oklahoma City. And so to flip him for Justin Jackson, Trevor Reza, and draft compensation is pretty good. But Sam Presti's night was not done. His weekend was not done. As he trades Jalen LeCueh, the moment Jalen Q posts to Instagram that he is in Oklahoma City, we find out he is traded. This is Baby Westbrook we're talking about coming over from Phoenix in the Chris Paul trade. He goes to Indiana for former first-round pick TJ Leaf and a future second-round draft pick. That means Ty Jerome is the final player standing on this team from the Chris Paul trade that happened a week ago today. That's how quickly – that Sam Presti has moved on all of this. T.J. Leaf was awesome at US at UCLA. He averaged 16 points per game, eight rebounds, 46% from three, 67% from the free throw line. Never could crack the rotation and the starting lineup, I should say, in Indiana. Just did not fit their offense, and that fit their style. I think that they're selling low in Indiana on T.J. Leaf, but with, with a new coach coming in that could really play to his strengths. But this was a salary cap move for Indiana, shipping out T.J. Leaf's contract and getting back in return Jalen McHugh's small contract uh, to get them under a threshold. And that's what you're going to hear from Oklahoma City a lot. They're going to take on these bad deals or or just these deals in general that teams need to ship out to to get under certain money lines. And they'll go ahead and gladly do that at the cost of a high upside guy in TJ Leaf, a former first-round pick, and a future second-round pick that can be a very nice trade sweetener down the line. And... I look at this trade and I'm I'm saddened by the fact that Jalen Q not only got to Oklahoma City then found out on Instagram that he was traded, not only was he so excited to play for this organization, switching all his social media accounts instantly to Oklahoma City the second he got traded, uh, so excited to play where Russell Westbrook played as he has baby Westbrook. I was so happy and so excited to see him play in Oklahoma City. I was so looking forward to what he could bring and what he could do in an expanded NBA role in a tanking team. I was excited about that. However, I would say that whenever you can even flip Jalen LeCue, I mean, even Jalen LeCue nets you back a a draft pick. Goodness gracious, Sam Presti's on a tear right now. And I would also say that if you're going to take a flyer on somebody, if you're going to take a chance on somebody rebounding their value or turning out to be a good prospect, the safer route to go is T.J. Leaf. I think that T.J. Leaf can find a niche and can find a role in the NBA quicker, better, and more realistically than Jalen Q could. So I understand this trade. I like this trade. And I'm interested in what T.J. Leaf can do. But then that brings you to the Thunder roster. And a lot of you have been asking, you know, who's on the Thunder roster? And I do wonder when that joke will get beaten to the ground. But I have been updating the Thunder roster every single time they make a move on Twitter. So if you ever wonder who's on the Thunder roster, just go to my Twitter page at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And I'm sure by the time you are listening to this and by the time that I post this, we'll have to update the roster again. But you can go check it out on Twitter every single time that the Thunder make a move. And so the joke is who's on the Thunder roster? No one knows anybody anymore. So I will tell you right now. As of now, who is a member of the Thunder? So for the guards, you have Shea Gildas-Alexander, you have Lou Dort, you have Himidu Diallo, you have your draft pick Theo Maldon, Ty Jerome, who comes over from the Suns in the Chris Paul trade, and you have Josh Gray, as of now, who comes over from the New Orleans trade uh, with Steven Adams. For the wings, you have Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson comes over from Dallas. You have Trevor Ariza, who comes over from Detroit. George Hill, who comes over from Milwaukee, the three-team trade with Stephen Adams. You have Darius Miller, who comes over from New Orleans. Josh Hall, an undrafted free agent who was on a two-way contract. Darius Baisley. and then you have Isaiah Roby, who got a historic contract for a second-round pick from Dallas last year. Last year, he was involved in the Tyler in the uh, Justin Patton trade, and he played a small role on the bench. Did not get any minutes in Oklahoma City, uh, and did not make the bubble due to an injury. But still has some upside for Isaiah Roby. Uh, and then you also have Zalen Cheatham, who is coming over from the New Orleans trade as well. Your bigs, you have Alexei Pukovicki, who is your draft pick this year. You have Al Horford, Mike Muscala. Again, Al Horford, if you don't know, comes over from Philadelphia. You have Mike Muscala. You have Amir 7, who is on an Exhibition 10 contract. You have Vincent Poyer from Boston, in a trade that you got second-round picks to take him on. Uh, You got T.J. Leaf. You got Admiral Schofield from the Wizards trade last week. You have Kendrick Williams from that New Orleans trade for Steven Adams. And you have Moses Brown, who takes up your two-way contracts. So you've already spent your two-way contracts with Josh Hall and Moses Brown. Your active roster for Oklahoma City sits at 20 guys. You have two two two-way deals and one Exhibition 10 contract. And the Exhibition 10 contract, for those of you that don't know is basically, in baseball, it's a spring training invite. In football, it's a training camp deal. That's all it is. He does not count against the roster. He will not likely be around after training camp. In fact, I can I can almost 99% sure guarantee you he will not be around. You're at seven, won't be around after training camp. So he does not count at all. So in total, you have 22 players. Oklahoma City has to get their roster down from 22 players, including two ways, to 17 players, including two ways. From now until the start of the season. It'll be a competitive training camp, but let's talk about the pathway to doing so. The first move you can make, and I think that you will make, is I think that the Thunder will cut Vincent Poyer. I think that the uh, Celtics traded him to Oklahoma City with the pure intentions of him being cut and that's why you got the draft pick sweeteners. Uh, so you'll waive him. I'd be stunned if he enters the season with Oklahoma City. That move would move your roster down to 21 players. Again, you need to get to the magical number of 17. You're at 21 right now. I think that you will cut Josh Gray and Zalen Cheatham. They will be waived, although, of course, they just got a three-year deal. But the last two years are not guaranteed. And this first year, which will be this year, will not have any money attached to it. Not enough money to make you not want to waive those guys. I think that they'll be waived. And then you get to Kendrick Williams. So cutting those two guys gets you down to 19. Kendrick Williams, who I like a ton... I really, really like Kendrick Williams. I would hope that Thunder find a different way to go about this, but he is on that similar contract structure where you can waive him at almost no consequence. So, if you waived him and you waived those three guys from New Orleans, you would be down to 18 players. So, waving Gray, waving Cheatham, waving Williams, and waving Poyer would get you all the way down to 18 players. You only need one more move at this point. So, then after you do all of that, if you do all of that again, if you don't cut Williams, which I hope that they don't. I would like to see Kendrick Williams in Oklahoma City. If you don't do that, you need to cut two players. If you do that, you only need to cut one. The remaining options for me are George Hill being traded somewhere where there's a trade exception and they can just take on Hill's contract and give you like one or two second round picks. And that'll be the end of the George Hill experience in Oklahoma City. Because as I said at the top of the show, I do not think that his trade value will change. I do not think that his trade value will matter whether he plays a minutes in Oklahoma City, where he plays the whole season, where he plays half a season. I think it is what it is at this point. It's a second round pick or two. And so I think that they try to trade him immediately. You could also look at the buyout market. Trevor Ariza is making $12.8 million. Darius Miller is making $7 million. Justin Jackson is making $5 million. So maybe they can buy out one or two of those guys as well. But that's how you can get this roster all the way down to the 17 players you need whenever you include the two-way contracts. So what does this starting lineup look like? Who are we going to see when the ball is tipped in the air on December 22nd or 23rd, whenever it is, the Thunder gets started. The NBA season starts the 22nd, but we'll see when the Thunder have their first game. I think that you lock in, absolutely lock in, Shea, Dort, Baisley, and Horford. You have to start growing and developing Shea, Dort, and Baisley. Al Horford is not going to sit on the bench. That's disrespectful. All that good stuff. Lock in the veteran. He's locked in as well. So you've got four players locked in right now and one spot up for grabs. Right now on this roster, barring the Thunder bringing back Andre Robertson, who I do not think they will bring back, barring that happening, Hamidou Diallo is your most tenured player. The player who has been in Oklahoma City the longest is Hamidou Diallo. And I think for the first half of the season, for the first month of the season, whatever it may be, I think that Hamidou Diallo – gets the nod and gets the start. And so your starting lineup looks like Shea, Dort, Diallo, Baisley, and Hortford. Yeah, it's a far cry from the contending teams we've seen in recent history. So coming up, I'll talk more about this starting lineup, and I'll dive into my roster predictions 1.0. And we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Do not forget to listen today to Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA will recap all the news made around the NBA, which there have been a, a ton of moves made that honestly made this weekend so special. there be keeping up with news left and right, and Locked On NBA will have you cover their daily podcast as well, covering the NBA as a whole. So I want to give you my first roster predictions, just as I gave you my first roster uh, projected starters. My roster projections right now go as followed. Your guards... Shea, Dort, Diallo, uh, Maldon, Ty Jerome. That would then be five players already. Justin Jackson is number six. Trevor Ariza, number seven. George Hill, number eight. You also have Josh Hall on the two-way contract, who would be number nine. Darius Baisley, 10. Isaiah Roby 11. Your Bigs, Poku, 12. Horford, 13. Mike Muscala, 14. TJ Leaf, 15. Admiral Schofield, 16. And Moses Brown on the two-way contract is 17. That is the golden number you get to. How do you do that? Well, you do that by getting rid of Josh Gray, uh, getting rid of Zalen Cheatham, getting rid of the Exhibition 10 contract, uh, Yort 7, getting rid of Poyer, and sadly getting rid of Kendrick Williams, Uh, who I think still has a ton of potential, and I'm not sure if they're actually going to get rid of him, but I think that it makes the most sense giving the contract structure and then buying out the $7 million remaining on Darius Miller's contract. And so that's how you get from 20 down to the necessary 17 when you include the two-way deals. So that's where I have the roster standing right now and the starters standing right now. Again, on tomorrow's show, you will not want to miss what Mavs draft had to say about Poku, what he had to say about Teo Maldon, and also you will not want to miss what he had to say about Cade Cunningham, who we are all so excited about. So that's on tomorrow's show. On Wednesday's show, we will do NBA free agency and and draft roundup, winners and losers from the draft and free agency. On Thursday, we're going to do storylines to follow on Turkey Day. Storylines for this season the Thunder should follow. uh, Thunder fans should follow as the Thunder are not trying to compete. But why are they still worth watching? And on Friday, we'll do a voicemail episode. So if you want to be involved in Friday's voicemail episode, call in right now, 405-362-362. 7128 405 362 7128 and be a part of the show. The show is Locked on Thunder, the only podcast every single day about the Oklahoma City Thunder. I am Rylan Stiles. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder.